Hello, and welcome to the Word Experience Podcast, where the Word of God is experienced in a fresh new way. Prepare yourself to hear God's Word talk with simplicity and understanding. And now, here's your host, Cliff Goldberg. Hey, 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 fam, fam, fam. Welcome to the Word Experience Podcast, where we experience the Word in a fresh new way. I am your host, Cliff Gober. You know how we get down. Let's start with a word of prayer. Father, we thank you so much, so much, so much, for so much, so much, so much. Now, we can't even encompass all of the things that we want to be thankful for, but you know, we thank you for loving us, and we thank you for caring about us, and we thank you for caring for us. And we thank you for keeping us from all hurt, harm, or danger. We thank you for helping us to navigate through this thing called life. We're so thankful that we have heavenly resources available to us that allow us to live a life that 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 uh, goes beyond the natural. To live a life where miracles can intersect our life. To live a life where faith can be applied to our lives. And, and we see our dreams come true. And we see manifestation. And we see hope. And we walk in peace. And we operate in joy. We cannot do those things except we have a relationship with you, O oh God. And we thank you for making everything available to us so we can have a relationship with you. Now, God, we just thank you for this word that's about to go forth today. We we know it's going to be a blessing because it is a blessed word because it comes from you. We know that this word will not return to you void, but it will accomplish everything that you've designed for it to accomplish. Open up the ears of those who are listening today, God. Open up the hearts of those who are listening today, God, and and help them to receive by your Holy Spirit the revelation, the insight, the wisdom, the knowledge, the godly perspective that's going to come from this word today. We declare the word behind the word be specifically designed for each and every person that's listening under the sound of my voice today and that it will bless them, bless them, bless them, bless them, bless them. We declare these things to be so in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, y'all. Hey, hey. How y'all doing? Everybody good? All right. Got another hot one for you today. Now, uh, on our last podcast, I was talking about peace and confidence with God. Well, I got a lot of the peace stuff, not all of the confidence stuff. (laughs) I got on a roll, man, and God started talking through me, and, and it was what it was. And if you haven't listened to it yet, and you're going, Cliff, I'm just doing it in order, man. I'm doing it in order. Well, if you're doing it in order... Uh, you've already listened to this. So <laughs> if you're jumping around and you haven't listened to the, the last podcast, then check that out. So today we're going to do Peace and Confidence with God Part 2. And we're going to focus in on the confidence aspect of having not only confidence in ourselves, but confidence towards God, confident in our relationship with God, confident that God loves me, confident that God cares about me, and confident that when I pray, well, you know what, let me just get to the scriptures and because, you know, yeah. (laughs) So let's start with Ephesians chapter 3. Verses 11 and 12. I think I hit on this uh, in our last show, but, um, you know, we'll just do that. If I did, we'll just do this as a point of review. Ephesians chapter 3, verses 11 and 12. 
Um, hope you guys are enjoying this November. I know the weather is crazy all over the country. Uh, be safe out there. Be careful. Be aware of what's going on uh, weather-wise. And um, we're just praying for those who are dealing with fires and those who are dealing with crazy wind and all of that stuff. Um, we're just praying that God helps you navigate through all of those things and keep you safe. Okay, Ephesians chapter 3, verses 11 and 12. Now, we're talking about today, again, confidence towards God. Here we go. So, verse 11 says, According to the eternal purpose which he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom, here we go, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence through faith in him. Now, the him is Jesus. So because of what God accomplished through Jesus, we now can be bold towards God and we can access God with confidence through our faith in Jesus. So because of our faith in what Jesus did, because of our confidence in what Jesus did, now we can have confidence approaching God because we're not approaching God in ourselves. Right. I think I mentioned before when we pray, most Christians pray. And at the end of the prayer or in the beginning or, or in the middle, we use this phrase in Jesus name. Right. Well, that word name means authority. So when we go to God, we're not going to God in our authority. We go to God on Jesus's authority based on the price Jesus paid on the cross, giving us the authority through his name, authority, to approach God, to pray to God, to hear from God, to have the Holy Spirit, joy, peace, all of the things that we have access to by grace, uh, which came through Jesus Christ. The scripture says uh, uh, the law came by Moses. Grace came by Jesus Christ. Grace and truth. All right. So because of our because of what Jesus accomplished and because of our faith in what Jesus accomplished we can go to God with boldness and we can have access boldness and access with confidence through faith in him some of you are already ahead of me i'm going to get to that scripture a little later i know what you're thinking i know what you're thinking but we're going to get there later all right uh let's look at uh verse 12 in the living bible Verse 12 in the Living Bible, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 12 says, Now we can come fearlessly right into God's presence, assured of his glad welcome when we come with Christ and trust in him. Right? We can come fearlessly right into the presence of God. In the Old Testament, they couldn't come into the presence of God. Essentially, the presence of God was behind the veil in the tabernacle, and the only person who could go behind the veil to, for lack of a better phrase, experience the presence of God was the high priest, and he could only do it once a year. So the people did not have access to the presence of God. We have, dude, check this out. We have access to the presence of God. We can fearlessly move right into the presence of God. And in that, we don't have to be shaking, trembling, afraid, head down. Oh, God, we don't, we, we don't, we're not worthy to be in your presence, oh, God. Oh, God. He knows that. And we're not coming to his presence in our own authority. We're coming to his presence through Jesus. Okay? Now, now for, for, 
you know, young Christians or early Christians, it might seem a little weird, nervous, or almost unbelievable that we can actually go into the presence of God. And that's not a physical thing. That's a spiritual thing that we can access God's presence by the Holy Spirit that God wants us to access his presence. He wants us to fearly, fearlessly come right into his presence because he's got things to tell us and he's got things to show us and he's got a perspective to give us. I think it's in Isaiah. He says, as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. Well, in the Old Testament, that was the end of the story. But in the New Testament, he wants to transfer his ways to us. So then our ways become his ways, right? Uh, uh, and one scripture talks about how the, he is the Lord God who teaches us to profit. And that's just not, that's not just making money. It's, it's a way of talking about God will teach us how to be successful. How? By taking his ways and transferring them to us when we come into his presence. Fearlessly. With confidence. Amen. All right, let's go now to, only got, what, three or four scriptures, and we'll call it a night. It'll be a short one. Yeah, and I said that the last time. <laughs> I did do a 25-minute podcast, though. That was kind of cool. All right, let's look at 1 John chapter First John chapter 3, verses 20 and 21. 1 John, not the Gospel of John, 1 John, later deeper into the Old Testament, I mean, to the New Testament. 1 John chapter 3. Verses 20 and 21. This is a real cool scripture. And, and it you know, when you read it on the surface, you go, okay, I'll get it. But when you dig a little deeper, you go, oh, snap, that's deep. All right, so here we go. First John 3, 20 and 21. Verse 20 says, for if our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart and knows all things. Beloved, if our heart does not condemn us, we have confidence towards God. I'm going to read that again. For if our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart and knows all things. Beloved, if our heart does not condemn us, we have confidence toward God. Now, rhetorical question. What is the thing in our lives that will cause our hearts to condemn us? I'll give you the answer, one of the answers. Sin. Sin has the ability to cause us, to cause our hearts to be condemned. I feel bad. Let's, let's break it down. Guilt, shame. Ooh, I heard an awesome definition of guilt and shame. Uh, uh, a man of God said, guilt means I feel bad about what I did. But shame says, I feel bad about who I am, right? And so when we sin, when we operate in, ungod in ungodly uh, activity, it has the ability, if we, if we want to do right, it has the ability to condemn us, condemn our hearts. I feel bad, man. I feel bad. And see, what happens is you do that thing enough and you feel bad enough, you lose your confidence towards God. Not confidence in God, but confidence towards God. Now you don't want to pray because you feel condemned because of what you did. 
Now you don't want to go to church. Now you don't want to go to Bible study. Sometimes it's hard to read the word because now you don't feel worthy of God's goodness. But the scripture says in Romans that it is the goodness of God that leads men to repentance. Right? But sometimes you can't see the forest for the trees because you're so stuck in what you did. You fell back into that bad behavior. You fell back into that activity. You swore you weren't going to curse anymore. And you got mad. You got to upset. Somebody upset you. And those words came flying out. And now you feel bad. You said you weren't going to, you know, deal with those drugs anymore. And, you know, you, you, you were doing good. You're doing good. And then, bam, you fell off the wagon. Right. You said you weren't going to make those late night calls anymore. And you just got so lonely one night. You just. Uh, right. And now you feel so bad and your heart is condemning you and your confidence towards God is waning. But the good news is, he says here, God is greater than our heart and knows all things. Now. People oftentimes use this this phrase, well, God knows my heart. As, is, as if it is an excuse for your bad behavior. And that's not what God is talking about. I, I believe that the context here is God understands you're trying to get it right. So he is greater than your heart. He is greater. He can overcome. He can overcome what you did. Right? Because the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. Now, that's, that doesn't give us a license to sin, but the blood of Jesus cleanses, cleanses and forgives us of all sin, past, present, and future, right? So God can see beyond your behavior because he knows all things, and he's greater than the condemnation in your heart. I'll put it this way. He's not tripping about it. Does he want us to sin? Of course not. Does he want us to fall into bad behavior? Of course not. I think I said this in the last podcast that sin does not affect our righteousness, but it does affect our life. Okay, it can wreck your life. It can wreck our lives. I got to throw myself in there. It can wreck our lives, man. So no, he doesn't want us to sin. But but if if that condemnation comes, God doesn't lose his confidence towards us. But it's very possible that we lose our confidence towards him. Right? So so if your heart condemns you, I'll say it this way. You guys know, please don't be offended. I'll say it this way. Get over yourself. It's okay. Anybody who falls down on the ground is not going to stay there and say, oh, I fell, I fell, I'll never be able to walk again, I fell. Just get up. Everybody, you fall, you might be embarrassed, you might hurt yourself. Right. You may damage something that was in your hands and you dropped it and it broke. Some bad things can happen, but you're not going to stay there. Get up. You messed up. I messed up. OK, get up because God is greater than your heart and he knows all things. Right. So now. So now here is the second part of this verse gives us a motivation to not operate in sinful activity because we don't want to be condemned. We don't want our hearts to be condemned. That's a hard way to live, man. That's a hard way to live. Walking around with a condemned heart. God doesn't love me because of what I did. It's not true. God won't hear my prayers because I fell back into sin. And I promised him that if he got me out, that's, none of that is true. God is greater than your heart. God is greater than the condemnation in your heart. 
right? That being said now, here is motivation for us to stay away from sinful activity because the second part of the verse says, if our heart does not condemn us, we have confidence towards God. See, keeping the condemnation out of our heart maintains our confident stance towards God. And I ain't do nothing wrong. I feel good about myself. But either way, whether I mess up or I don't mess up, the confidence that we have towards God has to be has to has to stay in place. Right? Let me read this from the Passion Translation. This is a new translation. I love this, man. It says, whenever our hearts make us feel guilty and remind us of our failures, we know that God is much greater and more merciful than our conscience. And he knows everything there is to know about us. See, he's greater and more merciful than our own con- We beat ourselves up more than he does. He doesn't even beat us up. He doesn't beat you up. You may beat yourself up. And listen, this is not me flying down from heaven to give you guys this message. I've done this. I've beat myself up. I've called myself stupid. Come on, Cliff. That's stupid. Why? Come on, dummy. Why you do that? And I have had to work on changing my vocabulary about myself. It, was it a stupid thing I did? Yeah. Should I not have done it? Yeah. But I'm not, I'm not going to call myself stupid anymore (laughs) right because god is greater and more merciful than our own conscience our conscience can be our worst enemy sometimes all right and he knows everything there is to know about us let's read on my delightfully loved friends when our hearts don't condemn us we have a bold freedom to speak face to face with god now, we can always speak face-to-face with God, but, but when our heart doesn't condemn us, it makes it easier for us to do that. It makes it easier for us to walk in that relationship, right? You're in a relationship with somebody and you do something to hurt their feelings or you do something wrong towards them. You don't really feel confident about talking to them. You don't feel confident about being around them. You feel bad about if you love that person, right? You, you, you know, you just, ah, man, I feel so bad. And what if that person goes, listen, I know this is something that you struggle with. I know you're trying to get it right, and you've been really working really, really hard. And, yeah, this really does hurt my feelings, and I'm looking forward to you not doing this again. You know, because it really, really makes me mad when you do this, or it, makes, it hurts me when you do this. But I know you're trying. I know you're trying. So, you know. We're going to work it out. It's going to be fine. That very well could be God speaking to you. I know you're trying. He knows your heart. What does it say? He knows everything there is to know about us. He knows you're trying to get it right. He knows you're praying. He knows you're going to church more than you used to go to church. He knows. So so give yourself a break, man. Look at the situation, figure out the root of why you're doing what you're doing, and that's a great time to pray. God, show me why I keep doing this. I don't understand, Lord, why I keep doing this. Show me why I keep doing this, because I don't. I hate feeling this way, and I hate feeling like I'm letting you down. That's a good prayer, man. That's some cool prayer right there. And the Holy Spirit will say, you're not letting me down, but let me show you what's going on. 
I had a friend of mine. Uh, she, you know, got into a certain situation that was it was a damaging situation to her physically. It could have been dangerously deadly. And when it was all over and God brought her out of it, she had to go back to God and go, why did this happen? Show me. And God took her right back to something that happened to her in her childhood and said, this is the root of the thing right there. And that allowed her to be able to walk out of that thing and be delivered from that thing from here on out. That's the God that loves us. And that's the God we serve. All right. And if you're listening, my friend, uh, I, I hope you don't feel bad about me sharing your stuff. I didn't say your name, so. <laughs> but it's good stuff, good stuff, good stuff. All right, I'm going to read that again. Whenever our hearts make us feel guilty and remind us of our failures, we know that God is much greater and more merciful than our conscience, and he knows everything there is to know about us. My delightfully loved friends, when our hearts don't condemn us, we have a bold freedom to speak face-to-face -face with God. So an uncondemned heart makes it easier for us to be confident. Not confident in God, but confident towards God. Makes it easier to pray. Makes it easier to worship. Makes it easier to read our word. Makes it easier to be a source of encouragement for other people. Makes it easier to minister if we're operating in one of the five-fold ministry gifts. Right? Imagine having to minister, evangelize with condemnation on your heart. Man, that's a tough that's going to be a tough sermon, <laughs> right? Imagine trying to draw somebody to the Lord with condemnation on your heart. That's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a heavy weight to carry, you know? And so we want to make sure we have hearts that are not condemned so we can be free and have confidence towards God. Amen? <clears throat> All right, let's look at... Uh, we're going to stay in 1 John. Oh, John was doing some writing on the Isle of Patmos. Uh, 1 John chapter 5, verses 14 and 15. 1 John chapter 5, verses 14 and 15. <clears throat> All right. This is one of my favorite scriptures, and it was given to me by one of my sisters-in-laws years ago. I'd never read it before in the Bible, and she sent this to me, and it just really has blessed my life from that day forward. And so, it's very cool. 1 John 5, verses 14 and 15, it says, Now this is the confidence that we have in Him, that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. And if we know that He hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. All right. Now, there's a whole bunch that that word no, K-N-O-W, is in this thing a couple of times. Confidence, no. Right. He hears us. We know that he hears us, whatever we ask. We know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. Now, some of you may be saying, yeah, but I've asked God for some things and I haven't gotten it yet. Well, two things. One. The condition is if we ask anything according to his will. Okay. Now there's this whole thing about permissive will and, you know, perfect will and all of that stuff. And simply put for me, the will of God, the first base for the will of God is the word of God. All right. So if you're praying something in line with the word of God, then you're praying in line with the will of God. If God says, if the word of God says, uh, this is one of my favorite scriptures that I use when I work out now. My outer man is perishing, but my inner man is being renewed day by day. 
And your prayer is, God, continue to show me how to eat right and exercise and do the things I need to do so my inner man can continue to be renewed day by day. Well, that's praying in line with the will of God. Right. Commit your works unto the Lord and your plans will be established. All right. Lord, this is a work that I'm committing to you. I don't know how to do it. I want you to lead me in this and how to do this thing. So my plans of this and this and this can be established. See, you're praying in line. You're asking for something in line with the will of God. God, you know, help that 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 spouse to die so I can marry that woman. That's not in the will of God, dude. Lord, you know, allow me to go sneak around on my wife and, and not let me get caught. That's not in the will of God. Okay, so if you, Lord, help me to win the lottery. <laughs> I wasn't speaking in tongues. I'm just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Quick version of that, you know, God's desire is for everyone to win and nobody to lose. I'm going to put that right there. So you Take that and run with it, walk with it, crawl with it, whatever you want to do with it, all right? But we, if we pray prayers in line with the Word of God, we can be assured now that we're asking for something in line with the will of God. Now, if I'm praying in line with the will of God, Word of God, I can have confidence that if He, hear, that he hears me and Whatever I ask, I'm going to have the thing that I ask. Now, it might take a minute. It might take a month. It might take two weeks. It might take a year. It might take five years. But we have the confidence that whatever I ask, I'm going to have. There's some things I've placed before the Lord. I don't have them yet. But I know they're in His will because it's according to His word. And so I have to do what it talks about in Hebrews. I have to labor to enter into the rest of knowing that that thing that I prayed for is going to come to pass in my life at what the Bible calls due season or the set time. Amen. Um, yeah, let me read this from the Passion Translation. <clears throat> Since we have this confidence, we can also have great boldness before him. I love those words, confidence and boldness. Since we have this confidence, we can also have great boldness before him. For if we present any request agreeable to his will, he will hear us. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we also know that we have obtained the requests we ask of him. All right. If we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we also know that we have obtained the requests we ask of him. Again now, we have to present any request agreeable to his will. Not just agreeable to our desires necessarily, but agreeable to his will. Well, Cliff, doesn't the Bible say if we delight ourselves in him, he'll give us the desires of our hearts? Yeah, but that doesn't mean he's going to give us what we desire. What it means is he's going to change our desire so that what we want is what he wants us to want. Right? He gives us the desires of our heart. Uh, I'm wondering if that should be the desires for our heart, but I'm not going to mess with that. But he, gives, he doesn't give us what we desire as much as he gives us the desire. There was a time in my life I didn't have a desire to be married. I didn't. Young and single, love to mingle. Right? 
But as I continue to delight myself in him, to, to spend time in his presence, to, to delight being in the word, to really get a great understanding of the word of God and delighting myself in the things of God, my desire changed. And I remember my desire changed from not really necessarily wanting to be married to, you know what, I really want to be married now. Okay, he gave me the desire of my heart as I delighted myself in him because I realized the value of a helper. I realized the value of a husband and wife to becoming one flesh and how amazingly powerful that can be. Right. But it took me delighting myself in him for him to change my desire by giving me that desire. Now I have a desire that he desires me to desire. <laughs> and that desire will be fulfilled at the set time. Don't ask me why. Don't send me no emails. Don't ask me. I ain't telling. <laughs> All right. Let's get out of my business. Well, you let me in your business, Cliff. You know you're right. So now I'm letting you out. <laughs> All right. Last scripture. This is going to be a relatively short uh, show today. Uh, Hebrews 10, verse 35. Hebrews 10, verse 35. Oh, I didn't go to that scripture I was talking about. Uh, I was talking about uh, Hebrews 4. We're not going to go there. Hebrews 4, I believe, 14 and 15 says, We do not have a high priest uh, that is not touched by the feelings of our infirmity, but was tempted in all measures like as we were, but without sin. So because of that high priest, now we can boldly go to the throne of grace and find mercy and grace to help in a time of need, right? We can boldly go to the throne of grace because of Jesus, our high priest, okay? And uh, that's kind of, if some of you guys, my Bible scholars knew where I was going earlier, that was the scripture I was alluding to, right? We can boldly go to the throne of grace and have find grace and mercy, mercy and grace to help in a time of need. I was talking to a friend of mine about where did grace and mercy, how did that get linked up? And she mentioned... Uh, that particular scripture. Okay. All right. Uh, Hebrews 10 verse 35. So this is sort of a summation of what we've been talking about regarding confidence, right? Towards God. Hebrews 10 35 says, therefore do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward. Okay. And we talked about earlier in first John three, how con a condemned heart can cause us to cast away our confidence. Now, the context here in Hebrews 10.35 is something different, but I think we can apply this here in this situation to not throw away our confidence towards God. How many times have you heard people say, well, I'm, I'm going to ask you to pray for me because I know you're going to get a prayer through. Well, why can't you get a prayer through? You can get a prayer through. Oh, man, I can't get a prayer through, man. I'm still trying to get my life right. Dude, that has nothing to do with nothing. But see, a condemned heart will cause a believer to throw away their confidence. To throw away their confidence because they got a condemned heart. Nah, I can't pray. Nah, man, God ain't trying to hear from me right now. That's exactly the time he wants to hear from you. And it's not about God hearing from you. He wants you to come to him so he can talk to you about this stuff. So he can bring correction to where you're going. Not to punish you, but to correct you. Not to make you feel bad, but it, there may be some conviction, but there is no condemnation. 
right? Because the Father wants you to get this right. The Father has a great life for you. Uh, 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 what is it, uh, Jeremiah 29 and 11, For I know the thoughts and plans I have toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of good and not evil, to give you a future and a hope. So God's not saying, come to me so I can punish you, so I can whip you. Come to me so I can beat you up and make you feel bad. That's not what it is. Come to me with confidence so we can have a conversation about how we can fix what's broken. So I can give you my perspective on what's going on, right? In the book of uh, Joshua, right? Uh, Joshua, he was undefeated in battle, leading the army, right? And they came upon these guys. I think I've shared this in a podcast, previous podcast. They came up on this, uh, this army at a place called AI, right? And, you know, they, they, they scouted them out. They saw who they were. It wasn't a bunch of guys. And they were like, dude, we got this. We ain't even going to send our full army after these guys, right? So they go to fight them. And those guys from AI whooped their behinds. Now, Joshua, I, I believe... I believe Joshua had never lost a battle. And now, basically, they lose a battle to some scrubs, right? And so for three days, Joshua's in mourning. He's doing the ceremonial mourning stuff. He's sackcloth and ashes. He's face on the ground, tearing his clothes. And I believe that the Bible says after three days, God says, get up. The reason you lost the battle is because you have sin in the camp. There's sin in the camp. Right? And so in God's presence, God gave Joshua godly perspective on why they lost the battle. That's what the Father wants to do. He wants to give us perspective on what went wrong. He wants to give us perspective on how to avoid it the next time. He wants to give us instruction and direction so we can avoid it happening in the first place. And, and, and if we're stumbling along, I mean, you think about a baby who's trying to learn how to walk, Right? And he's walking or she's walking and then she he or she falls. And and the parent is right there going, Come on, you can do it, you can do it. Well, okay, oh, oh. And, they, and they might catch him, right? And stand him up one more time and assist them in helping them to walk. And when the baby starts walking, the the parent rejoices. Because they've been given they've given that baby the the the, the environment and the structure and the instructions needed for that baby to successfully walk one step at a time, one step. Oh, they fail. Okay, get back up. Come on, come on. And that's what God wants to do. You fall, get back up. Come on, come on. Right? So don't throw away your confidence towards God, man. Don't throw it away because of what you did or what you didn't do. Uh, I've only went to church two times this month. Okay, well, okay, go every Sunday next month. I don't want to pray, man. I promised God I would do this, and I didn't do it. So now, you know, I know God's mad at me. God ain't even in a bad mood about you with you. Blood of Jesus took care of all of that stuff. Now, again, that doesn't mean we go back to just, you know, going buck wild and doing whatever, whatever we want to do. Sin will not damage your righteousness, but it will damage your life. Okay? All right, I'm going to get off of that because... I'm being led to get off of that. So I think you got it. <laughs> let me read Hebrews 10.35 out of the Living Bible. The Living Bible says, Do not let this happy trust in the Lord die away, no matter what happens. Do not let this happy trust in the Lord die away, no matter what happens. 
Remember your reward. The confidence towards God. What's the reward for the confidence towards God? Answers to prayer. Godly perspective. Godly wisdom. Godly accolades. I can't tell you how amazing it feels to hear in my spirit God saying, Son, I love you. Son, I appreciate you so much. Son, thank you for doing that for me. I know it was, I know you were uncomfortable, but I appreciate it. Man, that feels good. That's the reward for constantly having confidence towards God. And that's where we want to be. We want to be people of God that always have confidence in God no matter what happens. Whether we get it right or don't get it right. We want to maintain our confidence in God. Whether we sin or we don't sin. We want to maintain our confidence in God. Because He's the only one that's going to get us out of trouble. When I'm in trouble, i got to have confidence towards God. When everything's going great, i got to have confidence towards God. Right? Uh, the Winings did a song years ago, Trust in God. When there's money in our pockets, trust in God. When there's no money in our pockets, trust in God. When we're sick, trust in God. When I'm in health, trust in God. Have confidence towards God. And talk to Him. And commune with Him. And cry in front of Him. And go into His lap and let Him wrap His arms of comfort around you. He calls Himself the God of comfort in the New Testament. Let him comfort you when you're in trouble. Let him comfort you when you're frustrated. Let him comfort you when you're sad. Let him comfort you when you're lonely. Let the confidence towards God lead you to allowing God to give you what you need. That's what relationship is all about. And that's what our show was all about. I pray, man, you got something out of this today, and uh, I know you did because this was just straight revelation. Uh, I appreciate you guys for listening, and um, I'm just thankful the the Word Experience Nation is growing. Uh, I was going to say leaps and bounds, but it's actually growing by baby steps. <laughs> but it is growing. I'm at about 335 downloads now, and I'm thankful to God for each and every download because that means every time, at least 335 times, someone has heard a word that has an impact in their life, and it's going to change their life from the inside out. And so I'm thankful to God for that. We'll keep doing it. I may have at the 20th podcast, I may do something special. I don't know. That just came to my mind, so we'll see. Um... But I know this has been a blessing to you guys because it's being a blessing to me. I, I Look, I feed you guys, but I eat this too because, you know, I, I need to know this just like you guys do. I need to maintain my confidence towards God, right? Right. All right, I'm out. That's it for me. I just know that you guys are just amazing and that God is continuing to do amazing things in your life and through your lives into the lives of other people. Go shine a light. Listen to this over and over again. Share it with friends. Let's make this word experience nation grow by leaps and bounds, where it will be by leaps and bounds. Hey, I love you. I appreciate you. I'll see you next time. Actually, I won't see you. I'll talk to you (laughs) next time on the Word Experience Podcast where we experience the word in a fresh new way. God bless you. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast and that what you heard will start you on a journey of change and transformation. If you'd like to communicate with Cliff with a question or a comment, 
You can do so via email at clifftalk 63 at gmail.com. That's clifftalks, the number 63, at gmail.com. And thank you for listening. God bless, and we'll see you next time on The Word Experience.